Welcome to Nerd Escape Podcast, where we talk about everything underrated and overlooked. Noise. Hope you all had a good holiday. Yes. Yeah, stayed safe. You still maybe got to see some family in a small capacity. Yes, very small. We've been away for so long. Uh, yeah, and on top of those things, we enjoyed our holiday. Yeah. And we also uh, we helped Cammy move to her new apartment. This is true. That was fun. Yeah, it was. Was it? I mean, it wasn't too bad. It was just raining a bunch. Yeah, it was raining. That sucked. <laughs> yeah, that was like... That the whole sucked. time we helped her move, it was raining. But yep. anyways, this is Nerd Escape, episode 10. Woo-hoo. Escape of the Nerds. Escape of the Nerds. That's so, us. The title of the podcast, Nerd Escape. And I think for <laughs> season one of Nerd Escape, we have successfully mm-hmm. escaped in some kind of way we yeah. got we this we like this podcast we like doing it because it is a part of like some kind of escapism oh, out yeah. of regular life and it really has been a great outlet yeah hands down and so yeah uh we just want to do a wrap-up episode for mm-hmm. season one yeah. um so we're going to talk about you know books we review briefly and they're going to have a little fun q a and tell you what me and cammy have been nerding out about this is true uh, but yes, thank you if you've been an avid listener of this and continuous. Um, we are slowly growing, but yes. we are growing. Um, we have our IG at nerd underscore escape. Uh, we're every day we're getting new followers. You know, every time we review a book or gra- review a graphic novel, a comic book, you know, we'll add the, the creators. And sometimes we love it when the creators reach out. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've been enjoying that part of it. Um, but we want... If you are an avid listener, we just want to reach out and say thank you so much. Yes, thank and you. And to help us grow, please, by word of mouth, if you like our content, tell your friends. We have business cards and every opportunity we can to strike someone's ear with, you know, our yeah. podcast. We'll give them one. Here, take this card. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then you run away. Like, <laughs> like, I hope yeah. you listen. I hope you listen, yes. Uh, and also, I, b- I believe it's what, Apple Music? Yeah, so Apple iTunes. If you are subscribed to Apple iTunes, whatever, please go give us a review and leave a comment, something, because definitely that helps us get to um, more of an audience. So yes, I've heard that helps. <laughs> we definitely appreciate it. And of course, hit us up in, uh, on IG and our DMs on any of our posts. Come talk to us. Yes, and I've also... Have you know? And I try to be active on our IG. I add a lot of other podcasts. They're you know, especially comic book podcasts, and some people are generally very friendly. And yeah. you know, we appreciate. You know, I give them a listen. They might give us a listen as well. And so, we our main goal here is to spread really good ideas. And I've always thought in the back of my head, like some of the stuff we do, it's like like nerds who are comic book nerds are like, yeah, duh, we know about that comic book. But this comic book is to reach out to people who aren't avid comic book readers right. so that they can experience it, something new. And, you know, if we can turn someone on to comic books who never read comic books, that's a win yeah, for, for that's us. That's a job well done in my book. Uh, but yes, and, um, also, so... We'll just go right into reviewing the episodes. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a small brief review. You know, don't turn off your dial right now, but we're just going to, yeah. you know, try to make this short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we appreciate y'all. Thank you. Um, so episode one was overrated and over... Uh, episode one was overrated and underlooked. No, underrated and overlooked. 
episode one was underrated and overlooked. We, you know what? I'm going to keep that as a joke because in episode one, I say overlooked and underrated. That's probably <laughs> right. <laughs> I think for the first episode, like we recorded it like three different times because we yeah. couldn't get it right. And then I was like, dang it. I said overlooked and underrated. And our <laughs> motto is underrated and overlooked. So I'm keeping that in there. But we give a description about ourselves. Um, I'm Jablar. I'm Cammie. Um, I'm Cammie. You know, wow. I, I do a really good impersonation of her when I'm mic checking. No. Yes. Uh, and in my free time when I'm talking to myself. That's... But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if you listen to episode one, you'll learn about us. Um, you know, what we do for a living, what's nerdy about us. And with that, to give listeners more of a visual, maybe on this episode, we might post some pictures of us. Yeah. Just so you can see. But you can follow me, Jablar, at JablarMcPherson23 on IG. And you can follow me, Cammy, at CraveRave. And th- the way you spell that is C R V E R V E. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cammy loves raving or she had a rave scene day. yes i did have my rave scene days sometimes i miss it and then sometimes i'm just like being around all these young kids it's really frustrating yeah and once again you can also follow cammy's youtube channel brews and books yes that i forgot about that i'm actually i shouldn't forget about it because i'm gonna start getting back onto youtube really soon i've been taking her away from her initial youtube creation baby to Occupy time. It takes a lot of time to do these episodes. It, yeah, it does. It takes a lot of time to do YouTube too. So yeah. it's just exhausting. But yeah, so we probably we might post our face just so you can get a look, you know, at the creators of Nerd Escape podcast. Yeah. Uh, and you know, maybe we'll post a a now picture and a before an embarrassing one. Just maybe. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys like that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. I like it. We'll get some likes. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> one like. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> but uh, yes, so the first episode, just an overview of who we are, what makes us nerdy, and what the podcast is all about. Yeah. Uh, episode two, uh, the first selection combo we put on here was a, uh, a title called God Shaper from Boom Studios, and it was but written by Simon Spurrier, and the artist was Jonas Goonface. Jonas! We love Jonas Goonface. We love you, Jonas. Uh, he's actually interacted with us on IG, and like it blows our minds. We're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Jonas talking to us. Oh, my God. We're such fans. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, but yes, God Shaper is a world where people have their own tangible God. Um, and so it's kind of like a Pokemon, if you will. It kind of follows yeah. you around, and it's like a reflection of yourself. And the God is a society symbol and is also used for trade. So they don't use money anymore. Right. You like pray and you send beads to each other, which mm-hmm. has its own analogy to beads oh, and yeah. you know, Catholicism and everything like that. Um, and the main characters are Ine. And Ine is a godless being. He does not have a god. So he can modify gods with his hands. And he has a god who follows him around who doesn't have a owner, I guess you will. Yeah. Or a believer, I guess. I don't know. And his name is Bud. Mm-hmm. And he looks like a little ghost guy. He's so cute. Yeah, he is cute, charismatic. He doesn't talk, so he's like waves his hands, mm-hmm. wears hats. Uh, cannot say enough about this story. Check out episode two, God Shaper. Like the minute I saw the cover in the comic book store, I was just like, what is this? And then the art just. It, yeah, it's just. Blows us away, yeah. Yes, Simon Spurrier, he has some other great writings that we're gonna maybe next season talk about. But Jonas Goonface, 
keep the artwork coming, man. We, we love, love it. you. We appreciate you. You, you're a fan of Nerdscape. We are a huge fan of you. Oh, Thank absolutely. you so much. <laughs> so our second comic book, third episode. Yes was Bitterroot. So we have our writers, David F. Walker and Chuck Brown, and then we have our artist, Sanford Green. We have Rico Renzi as our colorist, and then we have Clayton Cowles as our letterer. So this one was one of my favorites. It was so good. But basically we have the Sanjiri family, and they basically fight monsters and demons. And mind you, these monster and demons were previously human. So it definitely explores how they got to that point. And yes, when the humans are racist pieces of shit. Basically. <laughs> to say the least. They yeah. turn into a demon. <laughs> right. So the story just really goes into why are these people turning into monsters and demons? And then... It explores how the Sanjiri family go about doing that through elixirs, and in my opinion, tough love. It's a really good story. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of like heartfelt moments, and there's a lot of the. It's very character driven as well, and you get a good taste of each and every character in there. Yes, it's family oriented too, mm-hmm. and it is one of the few comics, if not. One like yeah, very small number of comics where majority of all the characters are black. Right. And it's it the family's fighting racist demons. Yep. And my favorite part of that was the back catalogs for each issue. Oh yeah, that's right. There would right. be like you know some uh, professor of literature you know telling a story on like black culture and like right. the history and everything like that. And so it gave you this like fighting demon story, but then it gave like this root of like you know what everything started from. Exactly. Like, it fills you in on historical events that you know people have been going through yes it was so good so that one's a good one to read and a good one to really kind of in my opinion give you a taste of what it's like to be black yes my favorite question on there it's like are we in hell and i was like what (laughs) right now i was like no i was like you may not be but i am oh my god can't relate <laughs> <laughs> that's okay but i love you <laughs> oh, i love you uh and so episode four yes was sea of stars mm-hmm. and sea of stars uh, is written by jason aaron and dennis hopeless hallam oh yeah the artist was stefan green and coming back on the scene again rico rico Renzi, colorist uh, Rico Renzi, follow him on IG too. He's cool. He always yeah. he's always posting different things he's doing coloring for. Uh, but he's probably featured a lot because he is <laughs> well known in the coloring oh, yeah. industry of comic books. But yeah, Sea of Stars is a son and father are driving a basically you would think like a semi version, a semi truck version a spaceship, and they're hauling this museum artifacts that they picked up from you know some alien colony that was basically you know wiped out and on the way they get attacked by this humongous like leviathan sea like star sea monster so this comic book takes kind of the ocean the things you're afraid of at the deep bottom of the ocean and the things you're afraid of in space and makes puts them together and uh the father gill he gets separated from his son uh caden and Caden touches this like ancient artifact and it gives him these like 
crazy super being powers where he can just he can fly around space like he can i think his suit rips and he's just like yeah you know i'm gonna go you know jump in this volcanic ash that's you know on this different planet so it's kind of it's an adventure comic sci-fi and then also a survival type comic because gills is going across space through wormholes through being attacked by robots and you know the indigenous life forms on whatever planet he lands on he has to fight these things right. and you know it's pretty crazy yeah it really <laughs> so is it's a good adventure comic it's almost like finding nemo like the dad out to hunt for his son like find him and do whatever he has to but the dad is like killing and getting beat up yeah. like dragged through Ugh. like the worst of it you can think of so that that was a real good one sea of stars and it's only one volume in and they're still coming out with a single issue so i think they're on issue seven right now okay so a great story to pick up and you know and be caught up with the story and the new new thing to get on to yeah that one that episode i declare how much i do not like space or the sea yeah. but if i had to choose one i'd choose space you go to space i'd go to space okay you're in a capsule of oxygen. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. <laughs> oh, man. And all right. And for episode five, we've got Skyward. And Skyward is one of my favorites of all time. I, I rave about it all the time on my booktube channel. I'm raving about it here. But it is by Joe Henderson. And if you don't know, Joe Henderson also is a writer for Lucifer, the Netflix series. And so we also have Lee Garbett, who is our artist. And then we have Antonio Fabella, who is our colorist. This comic is set on Earth, but there is no gravity. <laughs> None at all. So everyone's just floating around, having a good time. Scary. It's terrifying. Uh, so our main character, Willa, is basically, she's never known life outside of gravity, like having no gravity. All she knows is no gravity. Yeah, we were calling them the G-Dayers. The G-Dayers. Like if you were a baby or young, whenever gravity suddenly disappeared off the earth, you basically just have to live with the fear of flying off the face of the earth. Yeah, every single day. And so basically she is wanting to explore, wanting to get out there and like do different stuff, travel. Her dad's like, nah, this ain't it. And she's just like, well... I'm doing whatever I want. But basically, she has to end up saving her family and friends from this guy who's trying to keep no gravity, no gravity. So he's making money off it. Yeah, he is. And so she's like, you're not going to make any more money off of this. I'm going to stop you. Yes. And we're going to get gravity back because her dad knows how to. But do they? I don't know. Read it and find you know. <laughs> oh, you're right. I did read all three. But for our readers, read it and find out yourself. Yes, true. You do the homework. I did mine. <laughs> Skyward is great. It's the world without gravity. Just you know, I never thought about that. No. You know, as a sci-fi idea, and it blew me away. And then the artwork, you know, people's hairs floating. Yeah. You know, you got to like have gr like magnetic boots to stay on the ground, mm -hmm. or you're just jumping from building to building. Right, you know, using, tethered. Yeah, using momentum to like shoot you back somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a really cool idea for a comic book. Yeah, I agree. There should be some type of like tethering system, like like the real system, but a tethering system yeah. that everyone flows through. It would change engineering of civil engineering as we know it Truly. on the highways and everything. Yeah. Yes, you know. Really dope. So the next title that we have, what is it, episode six? Are we on episode six now? Man, we're just plowing through these. All right, we've got Lil Bird. Lil Bird. 
And if you don't know, this is probably me and Jabbar's favorite. We'll see. But it it's not, one it of our favorite. It knocked me off my feet. It, it, it surprised me, yeah. I mean, amazing. Amazing. So we've got Darcy Von Polgeist. He is our author. And then we have Ian Bertram. He is our artist. Matt Hollingsworth. Colorist. Is our colorist. And then we've got uh, Aditya Bittaker, who is our letterer. And then we have Ben Didier. Didier? A Ben Ditter. Ben Ditter? I don't. That's what he said. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> shout out Michael Scott. <laughs> it, it's, probably, it's Ben Dieter, I believe. D- and Dieter. he's a designer. He's a designer. Um, and so in here, we're following our main character, Little Bird, and she is the savior for the last of the indigenous people in North America. And basically, she is she is traveling around fighting theocracy. And when I say theocracy, I mean staunch the- yeah. theocracy. And it's, a very high-tech theocracy. Yes, high-tech. And I, I, what I see it as is abusive technology. I mean, the technology is really cool in this. Yeah. Now is one of my favorite parts is some of the sci-fi weapons they use are like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So you have like, like really dark and light contrast because the characters are like really ugly, the bad characters yeah. and like the way they're ruling. And then you have this under setting of this like sci-fi world. Right. And so the sci-fi world caught me off guard because Little Bird is like her fighting for like the last indigenous like tribe right. that's trying to fight off this theocracy that's like swept across America. Yep. And then when she's fighting it, she's fighting these like genetically enhanced soldiers. Yeah, and they're they are scary as hell. <laughs> yes, and we had to mention the whole team up to the letterers of the designer because this team is swinging hard. Little Bird's one volume is five issues, but they're coming out with a title called Precious Metals. Yes. Which is a... I got chills uh, just now. It's a prequel 30 years prior to Little Bird. Yes. Precious Metals. I don't know exactly what it's about, but it's gonna it's gonna fill in the holes that or they left in the stories on purpose yes, for it. Yes, it's so good. And, I'm so yeah. excited. Ian Bertram, Polgies, Darcy Von Polgies, excellent team. The whole Truly. team. I hope y'all stay together for a long time. A long time, because just brilliant. Uh, next title is on episode seven. Was one of my favorite comic books of all time, Deadly Class by Rick Remender. Was the writer Wes Craig is the artist. Lee Luridge and Jordan Boyd, uh, they've done a share of the coloring on, you know, as the comic book evolved. And Russ Wooten as a letterer. I can't say enough about the other class. You, you will hear me rant through the whole episode if you listen to episode seven. This is true. Uh, it just follows this kid, Marcus, who's like a teenager. He's like 13 years old and he's homeless. He has his own like hero tragedy backstory. It was like parents passing. Yeah. And he gets recruited by a high school for deadly assassins. Mm -hmm. And so it's basically this like pop culture hit of like, you know, it, it of teenagers doing bad shit in the eighties. Like it's like based in 1987. So you'll have your, you know, your John Hughes movies references. You'll have your like, you know, it it references actual music that was played back then. Yeah. And I just love the culture aspect of it. It feels like, a Quentin Tarantino movie or like a Martin Scorsese movie like those like you know there's violence in it it's an adult comic book for sure yeah there's you know uh, there's drug use in it there's partying there's you know there's it feels like one of those 
culture rip movies where yeah. it's just like it's a reflection of like you know being hip right kinda. or and even kind of reflecting what society has been and it kind of is yeah i, I love the comic book i love rick Remender's work he's one of my favorite writers yeah i'm sure he'll his he'll be featured on this podcast probably once every season i don't know we'll see <laughs> <laughs> but yes if you want to hear me rant about it and Cammy be like, uh, uh, I'm just like, like well, uh, great. But yes, it has great characters in it. There's like an assassin from Tokyo. There's like assassin from like, you know, LA and, you know, some people who just don't really feel like they belong there. But yeah, go check out Deadly Class. Yes. You will not regret it. And the TV show that only had one season that was produced by the Russo brothers. Uh, I heard it's released on Netflix in Europe. And now European fans are blowing up. They're like, what is this? Why'd y'all cancel this show? Like, they're so mad because yeah. they put it on the sci-fi channel. Oh, God. Where shows that go is, to die. Yes. It, I, the sci-fi channel is where freaking shows go to die. They start period. to die. Yeah. yeah. That's how the, yeah. Like, when I saw they put Deadly Class, the, the show, it's amazing. I liked it. I liked it as, you know, being a fan of the comic book. And I was like, this is a great show, but it's on Sci-Fi Channel. Who like, watches the Sci-Fi Channel? Come on, Russo channel. Brothers. You couldn't pull some money out to put it on Netflix already right. or something? They should have plenty of it. Yeah, right. But anyways, Deadly Class, one of my favorite. Next title. Yes. Okay. So episode eight, we had The New World. And this one was also one of my favorites. Um, so we have Elias Cott, which is our author. And then we have Trad Moore, who was our artist. But he's also a colorist as well. Yep. And then Heather... Also, Heather Moore also does the coloring. Yes, they are a they are tag power team bringing team. the heat. Bring on the guns. <laughs> okay. Oh, they yeah they are a couple. I guess soon they're married. I'm assuming. And they. I don't like assuming because it makes an ass out of you. And they me. are yeah. <laughs> we assume they're partners. Trad and Heather Moore. Trad does the art. She does the coloring for most of his artwork. Yeah. He's amazing. We've got Clayton Cowles again on that lettering. And then we've got Tom Muller, who is the designer. So basically, we are post-2037 after a nuclear outbreak. Is that how you call yeah. it? Bombs nuclear. are dropped on America. <laughs> boom, boom. Am I right? Uh, no. I am right. That's insensitive. <laughs> it really is. So to the people of the new world. This is true. And we basically got two characters, Kirby and Stella. Kirby is trying to fight against this new uh, world of things, of technology. He's a, he's a white hat hacker? Yes, he's yeah. basically a... No, he's not a... So technically, he's not a white hat hacker. He's technically a... I think it's black. Is it black hat? I think it's a black hat hacker. Because okay. he's going against the system. Okay, he goes against the system, yes. Yeah, so... And then... Uh, Stella, she actually works for the government and she is a police officer. So these two find each other and they fall in love. And so you've got people on the opposite spectrums and again, they fall in love and it's basically them trying to fight the system together and trying to um, find a way to get out of the hands of Stella's granddad. Yes. And it, did you mention Stella is a, she's the cop. Yes. But she's on like American Idol for cops. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's basically American Idol. So people are trying, people get to rate whether or not a criminal dies or lives. Yeah. Most of the time they're pressing die, die, die. And Stella's like, nah, that ain't son. Yeah. So. So you had to hear about just, you know, this opposites attracts like meetup story. Yeah. And then they fall in love. Uh, uh, Stella, I think, 
was, I, from what I've seen, is the character that relates to Cammy the most. She's yeah. a rave girl. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she likes to rave. She has a cat named Godzilla. Yeah. I used to have a cat. But I don't know. I, I, and it's just funny because Stella's mom looks like Cammy. There's yeah. a picture of Stella's mom. I'm like, that's Cammy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I definitely, when I was reading it, I was like, is that me or is that me? But yes, it was a good comic book. Trad really Moore's was. art, amazing. Uh, L.S. Cott's writing yeah. is dope as well. So good. Um, and that brings us to our episode nine, which was Prism Stalker. Prism. Prism Stalker hit hard on the writing and the art. Seriously. Uh, the creator who did both of those writing and the arts work, and I think they even did the coloring, uh, Sloan Leong. Yeah. This comic book, it just, it throws you in a world where you're unfamiliar and you're just kind of thrown off. But that's kind of has a purposeful thing because yeah. it's about a refugee who's a space refugee, if you will. Mm-hmm. She's living on an asteroid where it's not her home planet. And her home planet had like a terrorist attack on it where, you know, basically they couldn't live on it anymore. And so she's living on this asteroid in this world that's unknown to her. And while she's doing this, she's feeling like disconnected from her own people mm-hmm. because, you know, they're not in their home planet. They can't practice the same traditions they used to. Right. And... She gets recruited by this galaxy army like yeah. that just recruits different species of aliens. And they send you to this planet called Yuratarka. Yeah. And this planet is alive. Very alive. It, uh, it has this energy called Numa. And this energy, all the animal life forms on this planet use it to fight the, these colonizers. Mm-hmm. And the character Vep, the main character, she is in this like conundrum because... She needs to find a new home for her family because they don't have a home anymore, but she's feeling so disconnected from her own culture. So it's at that culture displacement. Yeah. And culture displacement is probably the vocal points of this whole story that uh, Sloan Leong has written and done all the art for. And I had I read it twice and like the second time it was great. And then as we were reviewing it in episode seven, we started to like realize things as yeah. well. Like it kept like the idea of this whole comic book kept growing in our minds. It and we're really like, did. wait, like was the character just confused in the beginning and yeah. it made us confused in the beginning because she was displaced and it's like, yes, she was. Yeah. Gosh, freaking unbelievable. It's such a good story. And then, yeah. And we talk about, and it, it's crazy because this, this one creator has her creation has helped other creators create, you know, you know, this, this, when they collaborate, she has. There's a website for it. So if you go to Prism Stalker, an amazing website. It's an interactive website. Yeah. There's a little like, I think there's like a preview, like animated cartoon for the comic oh, book. Oh yeah, that's true. There's a. Uh, and then there's a score. There's a score for it by Neo Tanami. Mm-hmm. Yes. So check out Prism Stalker. It goes deep. It's only on one volume, and I think the next volume or the next issues are going to come out in 2021. Yeah. Sony Long is awesome. I hope she becomes a listener of the podcast. Oh, yeah. If you're out there one day, we want to crack a beer open with you and just yes. talk. <laughs> Absolutely. That'd be so dope. It's a great story. Yeah. But that is season one in review. Yeah. So good. But now we're going to talk Q&A. Let's get into it. All right. What was your favorite story to research and review? My favorite story to research and review, I'd say, okay, I broke this down into categories. Little Bird is my favorite to read. Okay. That story just took me off my feet. Like, I wasn't expecting it. You, yeah. You had bought it, and I was like, okay, let's check this out. The artwork, just, it just, 
I had to stop some time to stare at the artwork. And I'm like, this could be in a gallery. It's so dope. Like this, this piece, this one little box could just be in a gallery. Yep. And the writing of it was very strong with the indigenous roots to just, you know, fighting back this theocracy, the sci-fi all around. Great story to read. Yeah. Uh, Prism Stalker hit me like emotionally. It started making me realize things about myself that I wasn't even aware of. Yeah. Like, being displaced from my culture like yeah like that was just a part of my life right uh, and part of your life as well and i think that it's a part of everyone's life but they just choose to be like oh i'm just american but america really doesn't have a culture (laughs) no like not as not as more of a culture that's interactive and traditional as if you were living in another country and you were practicing that so that prism stalker made me realize thing about myself so it hit really hard and my favorite part was researching on gravity if okay, you go yeah. listen to uh skyward episode i give a uh, a ted talk a no. dissertation <laughs> i give a uei oh yeah UEI. unnecessary educational information, information. oh yeah on gravity yeah. so if you want to go listen to that i'll you'll learn about gravity and sir isaac newton and how he discovered it during a plague this is true. When he was sent home. <laughs> yes, that was my favorite part. What was your favorite uh, story to research and review? So, Little Bird, Little Bird, Little Bird hit all the boxes for me. It was just it, I it just blew me away. The art, brilliant. The writing and just this story, just amazing. I get chills thinking about it. That's how it, good it was. It good, yeah. All-round all story, that one. That one. That's like story of the year. Right? Didn't it win, like, or it was nominated, the Iser Award at, on the front cover of that? Yeah. It was, Little Bird won the Eisner Award for Best Limited Series. It is the Best Limited Series. It seriously is. I'm <laughs> just Precious like. Precious Metal is probably going to take it for 2021. Hell yeah. That team. That team. Just. Stay together. <laughs> they're brilliant. They deserve to be together. Stay together. Please. Always. For us. <laughs> we need you. But yes, yeah, Little Bird just hands down overall like just one of my favorites. It's dope. If you're not re- go read Little Bird, please. It's yes. Great. Do yourself a favor. Okay, and um following that question, Cammy, what was your who was your favorite writer and who was your favorite artist from this season? So my favorite writer was David David F. Walker and he did so good with Bitterroot. I just, it's so nice to be able to see myself represented in a comic book. I guess you could throw Chuck Brown in there too. And Chuck Brown, yeah, that's right. And so David F. Walker and Chuck Brown, they just being able to see myself represented in a comic book because, again, you don't see many black people in a comic book. So it's really nice to have that. And then just for them to really draw attention to racism and that backstory and a lot of the history that's gone on in America was really nice to see and Mm -hmm. it was just so well done and the action is super 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 fun to look at so I definitely both of those guys are my favorite writers favorite artist favorite artist Ian Bertram for Little Bird he did such a damn good job follow his Instagram it's God (laughs) if you look at his Instagram it's just amazing work i seriously want to get one of his pieces tattooed on me i'm with you on that yeah <laughs> it's because yeah sometimes his art pops up and i'm like a human being did that right <laughs> with like and you it's like by hand yeah too. oh my god every single time well yeah ian bertram 
You got it, dude. Yes. Uh, for me, for that question, favorite writer and favorite artist, I'm going to go with Sloan for the writer. Yes. Because uh, the second time around, her book, like, it makes, it throws you off because you don't know where you're at in the beginning and you kind of have to read the whole volume to like get a bigger picture of it all and it starts to fill in the holes. Yes. And then the second time around, then I could, I knew what was going to happen. So her words were just like, they came off as like so poetic. Yes. And I just thought of this while you were saying See? that. I was <laughs> like, every time I think of something different whenever I'm talking about prison soccer, but it, her story, like the more you read it, it starts to undulate. It just undulates and gets more like clearer but it's just it's like a wave yes. of emotions you feel the wave of emotions and in there the art is like just wavy and yes. like flushed like yes like almost like kaleidoscope like you know drifting you know and just like there was one just you know about what colonizers and like things like that try to do and it was like a it was like this poetic thing and i, I won't paraphrase it too much but it's just you know they try to take our tongues and yeah. like the, she has a character about like laying on these like red tongues because they because that's a reference to they try to wipe out languages and culture right. and it's like you'd learn this language and it's like you know the whole rude people in america it's like learn learn american i don't like, want to hear that spanish blah blah it's yeah. like no we need to keep those cultures alive right and she touches on that just like there's one part just a poem and it's just it's great so yeah. sloan I'm probably going to run through that comic book again. And it's probably, oh, yeah. it's never going to be fully clear, but it's, it's great. It's so good. Uh, favorite artist. I'm going with a tie uh, with Jonas Goonface. Yes. His art touches your heart. Yes, it does. Like, just the characters, like just the faces, his style. You just go like, oh, like it just, it touches you his, emotionally. Yes. His characters are uh, like a bubbly emo. Yes. Okay, a bubbly emo, yes. Or like a bubbly punk, like it is. It is like it's like fight the system, uh -huh. but it's hey, it's like I'm gonna do it with a smile on my face yeah. while I fight the system. Yeah. And Jonas's Instagram, he's very forward with the pipelines that are being laid down. Oh, yeah. Like he posts the heroes who are out there chaining themselves up. I think they're chaining themselves up, basically the machines that like dig up and root for the pipeline. Yes, exactly. And he gives you know all the credit to them, and you know he calls them heroes, which they are. They're they putting their are. life on the line, like, you know, save their lands and, like, you know, conserve the land. And his art reflects that. Like, it really he does. is punk fighting the system, but he's also a loving human being. Exactly. And that it's seen in his art. And it's, it, every time I see it, I'm always just like, oh, like, yeah, I love his art. It's so good. It's so good. And then I say Jonas Goonface art touches the heart. I My favorite artist that's blown me away that I discovered to this podcast is Trad Moore. Trad Moore. His touches your brain. Oh, yeah. I don't know if everyone's, everyone's ever took Cal 3, but it's when you learn about drawing in three dimensions. Oh, God. He draws, because he, you're working in 2D right. on the paper, but he makes it look 3D. Yeah, like, hands down. It, it, the technique in New World is like flattening, and it's like this old school like Japanese technique where they would flatten the art, and it makes it more 3D. Right. And it's turned me on to other Stradmore stuff. If I, I'm probably going to, find some prints on Trad Moore and they're going to be on our wall eventually. Yeah. Trad Moore touches your brain. His stuff is just, his art just vector bubble. Yep. Like he makes blood splatters look amazing. Right. Like, like someone gets punched in the face and the blood splatters like in the shape of like a 3D parabola. And yeah. It's like, oh, oh, so cool. It's just, his art is the most intricate art 
I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, what's the word you used? Which one? Homo. Oh, homogenous. <laughs> His art is so homogenous. There you go. Not homogeneous. No. <laughs> homogeneous. On that episode of <laughs> The New World, he says homogeneous. And I'm like, it's homogenous. Homogenous art. It's just every little piece, like if uh, something blows up, he's going to draw every single little piece yeah. that needs to put it back together. It, it's so good. So Jonas Goonface, you touch me emotionally in my heart. Trav Moore, you're, you're pulling a brain cord every time yep. I read your stuff. So, next question. Your side nerd. What is keeping you occupied besides reading comic books? My side nerd. Uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll throw in an anime I'm watching, Dr. Stone. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is one day in the world, this beam of light comes across the earth and it turns everyone into stone statues. Yeah, so everyone's calcified. And then, I think it's like... I think it's like 3,000 years past. I think so. And then finally this kid, uh, Dr. Stone, basically this high schooler who's a like chemistry genius. Yeah. He breaks out of his shell and he was like counting the day. He counted every second that went by for 3,000 mm -hmm. years. And then he, it's a basically a story about trying to bring society back from like this village type setting right. to like using chemistry. So I'm a chemistry nerd. So I recommend Dr. Stone. Yes. Season one anime is out. So good. I've been reading the manga as well. So I'm kind of cheating by saying that's what I've been doing. But I recently picked up and Camille helps me too. And I help her crosswords. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I love watching Jeopardy and things like that, like quiz stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I... Love doing crosswords and I hate doing them too. Yeah, that's true. Because when you got to pull out your phone and cheat, it's like stupid crossword. You yep. get me all crossed up. Yep. And then and think just think back in the day, people didn't have cell phones. If they got stuck on a crossword, that's they'd, it. They'd probably throw it away. And then they did them in pen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Oh yeah, that's true. They probably did them mostly in ink. Uh, other than that. Uh, watching Office episodes yeah. on Netflix before it disappears. Trying to get our at the, fill. at the end of December. Uh, I've also been inspired by this podcast to write down. I want to start writing. Yeah. If it's doing, you know, writing novels or writing for comic book ideas, I have a comic book idea called Sellout Ghost, and it's a work in progress. I'm just going through the drafts and trying to get it out of my head. He's like a rock star, but he's a ghost. Yeah. And basically, you know, people who are alive want to be him, TM, TM, but TM. all the ghosts hate him. <laughs> like, so it's helped me. This podcast has helped me start writing, um, and other than that, job searching. Oh, yeah, I've almost have a research lab job landed. Knocking on wood. Um. Knocked on wood, uh, but yeah, looking for a job. Hopefully, have one by before the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what's kept me busy. Noise. Yeah. What about you? Um, work has kept me busy. Well, <laughs> so yeah, I'm still working very thankful for that um what have you what ha what's what's your but your nerd, side nerd nerd stuff um i've been playing i've been crocheting i was just like i need a new blanket because the the thing about blankets nowadays is they're so expensive they're like three hundred dollars for you know a, a blanket and I'm just like, how about I just make it? And it's probably a lot cheaper. So I'm crocheting myself a blanket and it's in the shade of color that I want. Um, it's taking me forever to complete it because it's for it's a queen nice, size It's a nice bed. blanket though. It is. It's it feels warm. Good. I'm just like, ah, oh, I feel so yeah, cozy. Yeah, imagine Sundays. Yeah, we've been watching football. Yeah, yeah Sundays. 
we watch football on. I do crosswords. I crochet. And apply for jobs. And so imagine just me doing crosswords and then her doing crochet sitting right next to me. And I was like, how old are we? We're like 55. <laughs> Older than that. Okay. 75. Uh, other than that, me and Cammy have been reading a book out loud to each other. Yeah. It's called The Ship of Theseus. Uh, or actually, the book's called S. I think it's, it's called kind of, Ship of Theseus. No, no. See, the Ship of Theseus is by M. F. Oh, yeah. So it's S. It's called S. It's <laughs> it's produced by J.J. Abrams. Mm -hmm. So it's like his idea, uh, but it's written by Doug Dorst. And it's basically a story about this enigmatic writer, V.M. Straka. Yeah. Who's a fictional... They made him up. He's a made-up writer. Right. But... Basically, these two literature students at this college are reading the book, uh, Ship of Theseus, which is supposed to be V.M. Straka's like, right. last book. And they're drawing on the side of the book, like writing notes to each other. Yeah. And so like one of them got expelled because he dove too deep into V.M. Straka and like the professor hates him. Right. And the other one's like trying to graduate. And they're trying to dig up the secrets of this enigmatic like yeah. writer. It's so, it's a whirlwind of a story. That's it's pull it. Oh God, it's dragging us yeah. really into it. Because yeah, we're like questioning it, and it's like you know, oh, the footnotes have the location of where Ivf Straka right. was at. Like they're talking to each other in this translation, and I'm like, maybe one of you is a little thief. Like you know, it was recommended by my fr our friend Nelson Turek. He loves these crazy interactive books that mess with your brain and yeah. your mind. And you know, it is. And it's it's been fun to like read it out loud. No, yeah. Yeah. And it's I'm like she'll be crocheting and I'll like read the book and then she's like, Wait, wait, what, what was that? So <laughs> say that again. It's been a good little connection between me and her, like being interactive with it. Next question, question four. Uh, do you have any recommendations for video games or activity for our listeners to try? Um, so, yes. I've kind of like slowed down on gaming just because I'm just like, Same. it's a lot. And you kind of get really, really involved. And it just kind of takes a lot of energy. So, But Hollow Knight, you know, Hollow Knight for PS, for PlayStation owners, PlayStation Plus owners, uh, it was a, one of the free games. And so I dove into that and I was like, this is so cool. It's really hard. It's not hard, but it's challenging. And so it takes up a lot of time and energy. So, but I mean, it's a really, really fun and cute game. It, 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 it's like the cute fights. Bloodborne version. It's like uh, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, okay. but the cute side scroller version. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like exploring, fighting these bosses, and then all the little characters along the way smack you a little bit. This is so true. It's hard, man. <laughs> I, I, like to, I watch Cammy play, and I'm just using. Yeah, <laughs> I'm terrible at games like that. I'm always getting smacked around. I'm just like, please. Stop. I started playing it, and you were like, "I'm gonna be way better at you in this." And I just see you just this one boss <laughs> is just whooping your ass for like ten times. A row. That's so true. I'm terrible at games I'm like, like that. Maybe you should take a break. You're like, "I'm gonna beat this boss." Yeah, and then I yeah I have to set time limits for myself where I get crazy. But I also would recommend Astroneer. It's also good because it's an exploring game and it's a science game. Yes. You get to mine stuff. It's like Minecraft in space. That's how I Minecraft describe it. Minecraft in space, yes. Minecraft in space. We were playing that for a bit. We'll have to pick it back up. But that game is time consuming. That one is time consuming. Because you got like, to build the whole base. Like You got to centrifuge like for different materials. Oh you got to go mining. With you like got to go like find batteries yes. and build batteries. Think about it. I want to play it again. Right? <laughs> I'm like, it sounds it's fun. so much fun. And another cute game in an independent... I forgot the, the people who made it, but they're a very independent company. Yes. That's that'd be great to support. Astroneer is oh, a great yeah. game. We're always here for independent oh, yeah. creators. 
Anything else? Um, any Jackbox games? Uh, if you know, you can play them on PC. You can play them on all your consoles. But Jackbox games. You can in invite general. your friends. And you can invite your friends. Have a little. You can Twitch and stream it. That's really cool. I like them. Uh, I have been playing recently when I, I went through the whole, I think it was 2018, Red Dead Redemption. I played that story, uh, but I jumped back online. So that game's been, it just, it's, you know, you go collect a few bounties and uh, I don't know, that game's been fun for me. And like they add some things here and there. And it's, it's cool because you collect money and the money that you collect, like you get like $20 for like doing a bounty. But then you go to the store and like the stuff is actually priced like how it used to be, so to speak. Okay, like, yeah. I don't know, like a, a carrot for your horse will be like 10 cents. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Red Dead Redemption Online has been fun. Just, you know, rolling around doing that. A game I downloaded, uh, I, Cammy played as well. And I call it the great stress reliever when you just want to get some stress off. The old PS3 game, uh, Prototype. Prototype. I think it came out in 2010. And you are Alex Mercer. His like, name's Alex on. Mercer. <laughs> and there's this disease that the government made. And it turns like people into zombies. And like it's just spreading across New York. But Alex Mercer, he's like this morphing human. Yeah. Like, like he, basically, I think they were trying to make a secret weapon like right. him. Yeah. But all the failing things were just turning people like into zombies and killing them off. But Alex Mercer can turn his arm into like a blade. He can turn it into like a big hammer. He can turn, he can run over skyscrapers. He's super fast. Yeah. It is Assassin's Creed, Spider Man, and Grand Theft Auto had a baby on acid. Oh. Yes. And I mean, I can says this Cammy has picked up a car in that game over her head and then ran through a crowd of pedestrians as they flopped sideways did over I her head. Did I do that or did you do I that? I did that, but I gave you the controller and you started killing spree as okay, well. Okay, here's the thing. I was throwing them at the people. You were throwing people at walls and they were splattering. Was I? But see, <laughs> I could saw I saw in her eyes as she was doing this the stress just like of the, the week. Stress she lifting just like, away. Ah! And then I see her like smirking. <laughs> Yeah, okay, it's, it's a violent game. Maybe, you know, kids these days play it or whatever, but just like running up a skyscraper and like doing a front flip and then jumping off and like, I don't know, it's it's a very cool old school game that's yeah. also on like the PS4 networks if you're a PC gamer. If you've never played Prototype and you're a gamer, go back and play Prototype. It's a fun game and has a short story that won't be like 60 hours of gameplay. This is true. This is very true. But moving on. Yes. Next question. Uh, what comic book or graphic novel title will you be bringing to season two? And this is for listeners. If you want to go pre-pick it up and when we do our episode, we'll be like, I know what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm throwing into the pot too. Uh, I'm throwing Southern Bastards in okay. by Jason Aaron and Jason Latour. And I, yes, Jason Aaron is a writer and Jason Latour is the art and does the color. It's a story about football actually football and it's kind of a it's a story about like this man who goes back to his old town in arkansas and there's just not friendly characters there that he goes to he's just trying to pack up his dad's old place mm -hmm. but everyone's hillbillies and rock and rebel flags and tattoos and the coach of the football team there now he's kind of a mob boss like he calls the shots and if someone needs to be beat up and or killed so it has that mob mentality, has high school football mentality, and it has like, you know, you gotta fight these these assholes who think they can do whatever they want. So 
that's gonna be featured on next season and the another story by someone who's featured before simon spurrier and matthias bergara coda it was a nominee for the Eisner Award for Best 2019, Best Penciler and Inker. Okay. I look at this comic book and I'm like, it would take me a lifetime to do like one of the boxes in this thing. Like oh, the sure. art is amazing. The story touches my heart. It's one of those feel good stories. Well written. But yes, that's Coda and Southern Bastards are my pick for next season. Okay. My picks for next season are going to be Snot Girl by Brian Lee O'Malley and uh, Leslie Hung. And if you don't know, this book is about a girl. She's like a fashionista. She's a fashion blogger, basically, but she has really bad allergies. So, I mean, if that doesn't sound fun, I don't know what does oh for you. It's, 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 it is like poshy white girl story but it's done so freaking it well. really it i love it stuck it's in your so cell phone fun. fashion type yes and uh what's it brian o'malley uh-huh he is the the creator sole uh, creator of scott pilgrim yeah that's so right that's enough said about that yeah like, it's not girl it, it blew me away and it's about a fashion blogger yeah so a fashion blogger who's got allergies <laughs> so cool honestly i have allergies she has so green hair i don't have green hair but well she does and that's the whole reference to the joke yeah so good so that one is on the list and then also farmhand and this one is by rob gullery and he does the the writing and the drawing so that's pretty dope this one i actually haven't read yet but i'm going to read it and it looks really good because basically the it looks like the main character he basically farms zombies wow yeah I haven't so, read it either, so yeah. Yeah, he farms zombies, so that looks like it's going to be cool. Okay. I'm excited. So we already got like little, almost half the season planned out so far, yep. so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, what are we going to do for next episode? I know, we're all like just scurrying around <laughs> trying to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah, so if you want to get a head start, uh, pick up Coda, Southern Bastards, Farmhand, or Snot Girl. Yeah. Snot Girl. <laughs> we read that, that one all the way through, both of us. I was surprised, like, about a fashion blogger, really? And I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> Very witty. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, moving on. From your experience from the season one, who was your favorite comic book character you learned about this season? My favorite character that I've learned about so far in this whole entire thing, I think, is Vep from okay. Prism Stalker. She just... She's a character who is really trying to outweigh her the problems that she has going on for her and she's trying to fight for herself but she's also trying to fight with her family and trying to watch her figure that out has been just an amazing roller coaster yeah she's gone through vigorous training of her body yes of her soul her mind of her mind yeah like she her mind gets torn apart yeah and yeah she has she's stuck with ambiguous like questions yeah that are going to have ambiguous results and I, I, I'm getting chills. Like, I know. When I, when, I, when I think about Sloan Leong's Prism Stalker, it's like, so. I learn good. more. Yeah. yeah. It just it keeps it's growing. Yeah. How about you? Uh, my favorite character. I'll I'll throw I'll throw a curveball. So, uh, reading the New World, I learned about Trad Moore. Yes. And I learned I knew about Trad Moore briefly from the Luther Stroud legacy stories. But he he has grown as an artist so much. But besides that, 
I came across his Silver Surfer. Uh-huh. It's written by Donnie Cates, and then the art's by Trad Moore. So it makes me want to dive back and read some Silver Surfer stuff because the Silver Surfer that Trad Moore pulled off, like with his art, was amazing. But I came across this new character, character King Cold, and I said his name is spelled K N U L L, and he is in this new Marvel series that just picked up, like issue one just came out this Wednesday, called King in Black, and it was created. King in Black was created by Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman. And he is basically God of the symbiotes. So if y'all know what symbiotes are, it's basically the race that Venom is from the Marvel series. And his character is just like, he's that bad guy where you're like, this guy's bad. This like, guy's you're bad. Guy, this guy's bad. This guy's scary. Mm-hmm. And so just throwing a curveball, learning about Trad Moore and reading the Silver Surfer, brought they feature the King in Black, uh, King Colton in there. And he's like the King of Darkness. And I usually don't buy Marvel just because a lot of the titles are just repeats and repeats of different, like the same stuff that's right. already been created. But this is the guy, this character came around like 2018 in the carnage of venom series. And I just love this new bad guy. Nice. So check out King in black from Marvel. I read the first issue and I was like, it, it's scary. Nice. It's, it's good. Okay. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. <laughs> All right. What is your biggest takeaway from season one? My biggest takeaway, uh, I will say for myself, I have a bigger appreciation for comic book writers and artists. Um, and I say this because before we met, before we started this, I had my comic book collection. And yeah, I could pop off a couple artists off the top of my head, a right. couple writers off of my head. But I would read it and be like, all right, that got the cool, you know. But now I realize that this is their livelihood, like right. more appreciation for that. And I see deeper into like who they are in a way. Right. And that's what an artist wants to do. It's like a reflection of themselves. And so now if you want to talk to me about comic books, I'm like, you're this artist. Oh, you know, he did this and right. this and this. Oh, do you know before that he was an animator or oh, yep. this and this. And even the artist too, it's just like, you're like, I would re- see some art and I'm like, oh, that's cool. But now it's like, you know, touching on like Trad Moore or Jonas Coonface. I'm like, what else have they done? Right. I want to know yeah. what they have done. I want their art on my walls, exactly. you know? So yeah, I have grown a bigger appreciation for the artist of everything. And that's why we like to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. So if we do have a good, you know, 15 minutes of the show just talking about the artists and creators, good. Yeah. I love that. Yep. And besides that, I would say the biggest achievement that this podcast for me that we've done is people I know, friends who never read comic books have reached out to us and have like show me a picture and be like hey look what i picked up and it's a it's something that was featured on our podcast so someone listened to our podcast or saw our post and went you know what that looks cool i'm gonna give it a try and that is the whole soul of this podcast is we want it's for people who don't read comic books and just think it's all about superheroes and this and that right it's not no it's about great ideas lovely stories and art that will just touch your soul oh yeah and so i love when people reach out and tell tell me or tell us that hey like i picked up this book that you recommended and yeah I'm like, oh. thank you but uh what is your biggest takeaway from season one what have you grown any uh i think i've grown personally i've learned how to catch and release my thoughts uh just because fr- i have more of a math brain as it is and so for me getting my thoughts out into words can be kind of difficult and this has kind of really helped me to really say 
All right, this is what I'm trying to say. This is what it is. If I mess up, oh well. You have grown on that. I've yes. I'll do better. So I think that's really good. But as well, I think the simplicity of you and I just sitting here and talking about things that we love to read that we can relate to has been the most satisfying thing because you can't do that all the time. Oh no. People get kind of really staunch in their ways and they're just like, it's my way or it's no one's way. And so being able to just have conversations, very candid conversations yes. with you, it's just been like this hot diggity. This is what I love. Oh, yeah. So it's sure. been super great. And even as we grow, you know, who knows? Maybe one day if you hear us plugging in a commercial or something, hey, that's the way, you know, podcasters, YouTubers, people like that make money. Yeah. But. I don't know. I hope for a future, if we're 100 episodes in, if it is like that, like I still want to be doing stories that we love, ideas that we love. Because I don't like to think we do reviews. We do like appreciations. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Because people are like, oh, you do comic reviews. And I'm like, well, I've read some comic reviews on the comics that we touch on. And the reviewer actually like rips holes and like pots like, well, you know, this writing was bad. And the art carried this whole comic book like so-and-so is like, can't write this and this. And I'm like, no, like no, if be- something we don't like, we're not going to put it on here. Exactly. Because it's like, now we're just bringing down the, you know, the authors and the creators for a lot of time that they've put into something. Yeah. And it's like a lot of the times people, in my opinion, people shouldn't comment on everything that they don't like because it's their opinion, exactly. Yeah. Leave your opinion in your brain hole. And don't say it. it. Just don't release it. Uh, it's just better that way. Because, again, sometimes there's some comics and there's some books that just don't work for you. You can't relate. It's keep my it opinion as hole. a critic. Yeah. So, well, keep your criticism in your brain hole. I vomit these words out. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, one thing with, like, the BookTube community, when you get your, so what they're called ARCs, which is advanced readers' copies. So a lot of um, different authors and publishers will reach out to you and say, hey, we're going to give you this book or send you this book. Can you please give an honest opinion on it? You know, give an honest review. So a lot of the time the authors are looking just for pure critic, like, yes. like constructive criticism. Like this just wasn't for me because of blah, yeah. blah, blah. But people aren't saying I hated this because they use this word. So I think it's really important. Yeah, and that I think for us, it's like we touch on the pure idea of it because if there's a character you don't like, like, for example, Deadly Class, like you, on our Q&A, your favorite part of it was there was no redeeming character. Yes, there was no they redeeming character. would characters. all stab each other in the backs or one was just like talking shit about too many people. It was like all these conformists and everything like that. It's like, but you're a fucking conformist. Exactly. Like, yeah. So it was just... Uh, so that was, that was a part of the pure art was to make these characters that you're like, you're, you feel disassociated with right and you're like you know you feel indifferent and you're that's the part of the art <laughs> exactly and i was just like a lot of these artists and creators they are they're they're making a point and they're putting their whole entire like soul into a lot of these projects so bashing them doesn't make it any better art, art is a permanent accusation <laughs> i love art it's so good all right well thank you yes uh this has been season one, wrapped up. Episode. This is Nerd Escape, episode ten, Escape of the Nerds. Escape of the Nerds. We hope you. We help you escape. Sometimes, if you're getting tired of the screens, getting tired of, you know, looking at your cell phone all the time. I like to listen to our podcast when it gets out. The episode I go on a run, 
And I hope the music in the background kind of it keeps my beat when I'm running. I love the music, by the way. Uh, but artists and writers, if also I like to plug in that any artists or writers out there, independent ones, if you like our content, uh, if you enjoy it, if you want to reach out to us. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had someone reach out to us from actually Australia. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty cool. And he wants to send us a copy of his graphic novel. And we saw like, you know, it's a it's a big boy comic it's a, book. It's, it's a big huge. boy. Huge. And, you know, if it gets here, we don't know. You know I'm still unsure if it'll actually if it, it's going to be sent to get here. Don't you worry. It'll get here. And I'm quite excited. A, a lot of authors and different publishers are really good about sending stuff when they say, why would any person be like, hey, you want to read this? <laughs> I'm not going to send it to you. Yes. If you if you want to do that. We will work gladly accepting. Yeah, gladly. Uh, other than that, we have to leave off just, you know, once again, reach out to us on social media. We're going to continue to try to grow. We want you to grow with us. So once again, on iTunes, Apple Music, you know, IG, you know, spread the word of Nerd Escape. Yes. Leave a comment. If you don't like us, leave a comment. Yeah. Say, I <laughs> don't like Give us five like stars. <laughs> yes. Give us five stars and say, I don't like you. Kind of be like, you know what? I accept I that. I respect that. <laughs> uh, other than that, well, I've, I've started to give credits more to the non-copyright music that we use. Mm-hmm. But I just want to give a shout out to the season finale. Uh, our theme song, which you're probably listening to right now, uh, is Power Up by Jeremy Blake. Okay. I, we, we dance to the song every time. Uh-huh. Uh, we also have, we featured Escape from Everyone by C152, uh, The Grand Affair by Coop. Uh, if you ever heard the unnecessary educational information, that theme song is called Dungeon Boss by Kevin McLeod. There's also Dub Hub by Jimmy Fontaine, Resistors Anthem by Eric Schiff, and some of our newest songs that you probably listened to during the QA. It's from Carl Casey, and he is at White Bat Audio. Nice. Uh, the song, the, one of the first songs of the Q&A is Hackers, and we also use this track called Avenger. Nice. Uh, you can find these on YouTube. Sometimes I put them on in the car, and we just we get down, the, we get down the eight bit yep. or this like kind of trance fill thing that we love. But yes, that is season one. We will probably see you next year. You'll probably we'll, you'll probably be hearing from us next year. High chance. Yeah. So January. Yeah. We'll try we'll try to drop it the first or second week of January, season two. Season two. But thank you for listening. This has been episode ten. Escape on the nerds. Escape on the nerds. You're a nerd now. Listen to us. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Till next time, we are Nerd Escape. Where we talk about everything underrated and overlooked. Bye y'all. I'm your host, Jablar. Oh yeah, I'm your host, Cammy. Bye. Peace. See you next year.